everyone. Welcome back to the Planet Protectors podcast. What, what? Yeah. Today we talk about the pros and cons of industrial or factory farming. But before that, you'll need the episode's riddle. Let's hear it. What goes up and down a hill, mm-hmm. but never moves? The answer will be revealed at the end of the show. But before that, we need to talk about industrial farming. Benefits of industrial farming. Opinion. Why industrial farms are so good for the environment. Positives to factory farming, despite any person's opinion. Versus. Nine facts about factory farming that will break your heart. Industrial farming is one of the worst crimes in history. And ten alarming facts about the lives of factory farmed animals. Those are all article titles from places like The Guardian, New York Times, Huffington Post, and more. Clearly, they, there are two sides to this conversation. Really, it's a debate. After all, 99% of all meat, dairy, and egg products in the U.S. are from factory farms. Canada can't be that different. But before I get into that, you should really know what industrial or factory farming is. To break it down, industrial farming or industrial agriculture is basically getting the most out of food production and still keeping costs low at a large scale. You see this especially with animals such as chickens, cows, and pigs. In some of these cases, big companies own their own industrial farms and are willing to do whatever they can to make as much money because apparently money is the big prize. It has been heard of that some of these farms have given cows hormones so they will create more milk and increase the growth rate of calves and they and so they become more muscular over time. Let's say that it usually takes a cow to grow, I don't know, uh, 20 pounds in two years. But because of the hormones, it might take the cow um, 20 pounds, uh, might take the cow eight months to grow 20 pounds. Like, that's a big difference. I mean, not 20 pounds, you know what I'm saying. Just giving examples. So let's now discuss the pros and cons to industrial farming. Let's start with the pros. Pro number one, it creates jobs. In 2020, there were roughly 280,000 people working in this industry in Canada. As you know, jobs are necessary for a lot of people, and jobs can be hard to find. If we wipe out the entire industry, that's hundreds of thousands of people with no jobs. No one wants that. Number two, it increases food production. Here's the big thing. These quote-unquote farms can mass-produce food with over 7 billion people. Over, like, all of these people need to eat, and mass producing, well, I mean, it does make sense. Pro number three, it can be cheaper for the consumer. When you mass produce things, the technology is different, and the overall cost of the whole production can be cheaper than, well, other methods. This is the way that they can still make a good amount of money and also have people buy their products for less. I mean, like, if there's a really cheap apple, compared to the expensive one. The cheap one is from an industrial farm, but the really expensive one is from, like, another farm that's not industrial. You'd probably go with the cheaper one because, well, I mean, it's cheaper. Now, number four, uh, pro number four, the food can make, the food can make it to the store faster. So when the animal's already in a contained area and there are trucks and packaging plates and the 
uh, in an industrial farm, it goes a lot faster. So where do you stand on that? Well, those were the pros, but every pro, there's a con. Now let's go on to the cons. Con number one, there is animal cruelty. Some chickens spend their life on a place the size of an iPad. Pregnant pigs also live in cramped cages. The last fact is some ducks, turkeys, and chickens are de-beaked so they don't kill each other. They're in tiny cages and there's a chance that it will happen. They'll peck themselves to death. It has happened and they might kill each other. This really is unacceptable. Con number two, it has its own environmental concerns, and you know that's what I'm worried about, along with the animal abuse. So, environmental concerns, from greenhouse gas emissions to air and water pollution, it is not the most environmentally friendly way to go. The UN says that it costs the equivalent of roughly $3 trillion Canadian dollars worth of environmental damages. Con number three, fertilizers. Fertilizers are used and can contribute to health issues. Factory farming has been linked to different diseases. It also has air pollution, so if someone is working or are living near a plant and the air is not that great, well, things don't turn out the best. Industrial farming is not just like not just hurting humans, it hurts animals and plants too. So, yeah, it hurts animals and plants, too. Con number four. Here's the last con of, well, I don't know when you're listening to this, but the last con of the second. It might produce low-quality food. In this industry, people care about money and not just feeding people. So the food that they produce might not always be the best quality compared to a small farm. So those are four pros and four cons of factory farming. The point that I'm trying to get across is basically be careful what you are purchasing. Try to shop local from farmers and try to eat less meat. If you eat less meat, then you're not just avoiding this whole issue, but you are potentially lowering greenhouse gas emissions. If you would like to learn more about this, just Google your question and loads of results will pop up. Now let's go on to Animal of the Week. This week's animal is the first reptile featured on the show. And some of you might be scared of these animals, just so you know. This week's animal is the American Crocodile. These guys are different from alligators, and here's how you can tell the difference. Crocodiles have more of a U-shaped snout, whereas alligators have more of a V-shape, kind of like an A. These meat-eating reptiles live in more seeded places of North America and Central America. These crocs also come from eggs, and these crocs can also eat a cow. They also feast on birds, frogs, different mammals, turtles, insects, crabs, and snails. That's a big diet. These cold-blooded reptiles also have 64 teeth. That's a lot of teeth. Also, a crocodile can like starve itself for three years if necessary. Well, that was a great episode. Now you need an answer to the riddle. Let's hear it one more time. What goes up and down a hill and never moves? So maybe pause the podcast for a second, think of the answer. I will be revealing the answer in five, four, three, two, one. All right, the answer is... A trail. All right. 
Have a great rest of your night, morning, evening. I have no idea when you're listening to this. For all I know, it could be midnight or noon. Anyway, have a great rest of your day. I'm assuming it's day. Have a great rest of your day, and I will see you next time. Remember to stay eco, and I'll see you next episode. Bye.